This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hey, Jade, how's it going? Hey, Carly. Good. Just um, right now, we're just kind of chilling at home because, as everybody knows, coronavirus is Ugh. the hot topic of the world. <laughs> Why would they name something so terrible after such a delicious beverage? <laughs> I know. I've been seeing some really funny memes about, you know what goes good with coronavirus? Lyme disease. <laughs> That's <laughs> corona, really funny. Corona and uh. Lyme. Gosh, I like it. Although it's like so sad because it's, oh my gosh, Tom Hanks has it. It's sad for a million reasons, but also Tom Hanks has it. And that's really sad because he's the best. I, yeah, everyone must protect Tom Hanks at all cost. He, for real, he plays like all of the good guys. Did you see the thing that said never travel with Tom Hanks? And it showed him being like Sully. And then it showed him being stranded on the island. And then it showed <laughs> like he was like all these things. It was like, no, don't travel with Tom Hanks, which is really funny. It is crazy, though, because I feel like, you know, it's been around for about a month, I feel. And we all have been like talking about it and talking about it and everyone's been kind of making jokes and it hasn't really felt like it was going to be anything serious. Everyone's like, oh, it's just Mm -hmm. like the flu or or whatever. But now I feel like it's starting to get serious and even just like a little thing or whatever, like Tom Hanks testing positive for coronavirus, it almost makes you feel less invincible. Like, oh, well, if if the celebrity who has access to all this probably like great healthcare and precautions can get it, then like anybody can get it. Yeah. And everything that's like shutting down right now, I mean, they, they canceled like the NBA games, you Mm -hmm. know, like church services are done, like colleges are shutting down and doing online courses. Like it's, crazy. I mean, they have like whole cities in New York that are quarantined and people can't get in or go out. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird and scary. I, it's a weird, eerie feeling is what mm-hmm. I would describe it as. And I agree. when this podcast comes out, this will, I mean, we're recording this ahead of time. Who knows what it'll be like in a week? Hopefully better. Hopefully, hopefully better. But with the way like Italy has gone. They said uh-huh. we're about two weeks behind in time. Oh gosh. From what Italy's been experiencing, although they say we're better prepared, hopefully. I'm so thankful that this is something that if our if we would say test positive or our children would test positive, we're very lucky that we're most likely in the clear of it being something fatal. But then you right. have to think about I think about my grandpa. I know it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to think about. You don't even want to like have your mind go there. Right. His health. Well, but you kind of have to now. Cause like right. my grandpa's health is poor. Like if he would mm-hmm. contract this virus, I don't think he would make it. Like that's the yeah. hard fact. That's the hard truth. Do we start quarantining ourselves, you know, like mm-hmm. self quarantining just to like protect our loved ones? Because right. I think about everybody else's like my grandpa's far away. And if I'm not, if I'm going to get it, I'm not going to get too sick, but then I could spread it to somebody who's right. Whose loved ones who are sick or not in good health could get, totally. you know, and it's like, you kind of have to think of it in a non-selfish way right now. That's what's eerie is like, then we're all just like stuck in our houses for how long. And what about right. homeless people? And it's just like, I can't wrap my mind around it. I know it's really awful. And the, it's all and, really awful. And hand sanitizer is gone and toilet paper is gone. I know. That's so weird. I'm like, are we going to have to start like spraying ourselves with those like perineum bottles? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, I actually kind of like those. 
Uh, the bottles for postpartum care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a very clean way to clean yourself. <laughs> Listen, it's not a bad idea. Oh man, we should patent that right now. Like a one for the coronavirus. <laughs> well, you know what? Got to make it really fast. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get that delivered to people because. <laughs> or make it. Um, oh, can gosh. we talk about something else that's also on my mind this week? Yes. Let's, let's switch into something a little less heavy. <laughs> and it's still heavy in a way. Let's talk about Barb, Peter's mom. Oh, the Barb. Yeah, the Barb. What are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like you're going to say the same thing that I feel. Okay. So I have a lot of conflicting thoughts here. Me too. So I get it as a mama bear, right? Like you want to protect your son at all costs. Like you don't think that they're good for each other. You don't think they're compatible in life. Totally get that. Like I try to be empathetic and put myself in somebody's shoes. Mm -hmm. And if say that was not in that situation, not the bachelor, but if it was just my kid and I felt that way, like how hard it would be to bite your tongue. Right. You think the world of your children, you think they deserve the absolute best in life. And so like, if you think their partner's not like meeting them where they should be, then it's like, right. Or trying to change them, trying to change them Mm -hmm. or like, you just see like all of a sudden your kid just keeps like bending over backwards and bending over backwards. And it's always the one that compromises. You want to stick up for them or something. I absolutely 100% get that. And so I'm like, uh, like she's not wrong in that. Like she understands, she senses that she sees that, but her behavior was so bad. So manipulative. Mm -hmm. I also think there was like her own personal stuff that she was projecting onto her hundred percent. She was thinking more selfishly in certain ways. And I think that she thought she looked, she was like, I look bad, so I need to defend myself at all costs. Well, I read something that she said she didn't want Peter to look bad, so she was going to take the fall for him and just make herself look horrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I cannot fact check Interesting. This. It is something that I saw. But. Yeah, I, it's so hard because she definitely didn't, whatever she did, she didn't do it right. She did not do anything the right way. But I do see how if you had two girls come in, one girl says, I think your son is the most amazing person in the whole world. I love him so much. And the other one comes in, they're like, I don't know how I feel. Like, we just think a lot differently. We have different morals. Like, how you would want him to be with the one who loves him. Right. And she kept like saying, well, it's about me too. It's about me too. It's about me too, which it is. But like, you don't say that to the parents. No. I feel like at the end of the day, I just feel like Maddie should have just, you know, said, because she kept saying, and, you know, you were late three hours, which I'm sure was production and partially Peter's fault and all the things. But she should have just been like, also, I am so sorry for being three hours late. I know that really hurt your family. And I really am sorry about that. Like she should have just said that. That at least would have taken a little bit of the heat off, I think, because that's one thing she kept repeating. I don't know. I don't know, Jade. I, there's just a lot. It's it's a lot. All I know is that without all the drama, the finale would have been really boring. So I. Oh yeah. <laughs> in a way, I was like, hey, like this is thoroughly inter- entertaining. That's very true. I oh, I was gonna say too. Like, um, one more stance that I have is like I was talking about it on my Instagram, and somebody was like, "Don't be like Barb," and I was like, honestly, I can't say that. 
I won't ever disapprove of my children's choices of boyfriends, girlfriends, partners. Right. But like as a mother, you should always support. And I feel like she was so unsupportive. She was like clapping. She was clapping when Hannah Ann was like dissing her son. It was very odd. And also the fact that they put her face on the screen the whole time. I was like, come on, Bachelor. Like, I love you, but that's just ridiculous. It was the Barb Chiller. Do you know she has like 90,000 followers on Instagram? Peter's mom has like 90,000 followers. That is so funny. Yeah. Good for her. But yeah, you should always support. You should always be kind to your uh, your kids' partner, I believe. Even if you can't stand them, like kill them with kindness. Like, Right. If your kids have children, you are going to want to see your grandchildren. Like you should oh, yes. want to, ha- you know, you should want to have like a good family environment for the, especially for the kids. Like think about oh, yeah. that. And then, and then you should always be kind. I just think that that was just a hot train, hot mess, hot. It totally was. A uh, train going a hundred miles per hour to, de- <laughs> to derailment. <laughs> I agree. Um, but it made great reality TV and you know, it also is great reality TV. I mean, it's like my favorite show, which I've talked about a million times, 90 day fiance. And we are so excited today. We have Tiffany Franco Smith from 90 day fiance here to talk with us. You guys, Tiffany did not know she was pregnant when she was pregnant until she was giving birth to her baby. It's the craziest story. Stay with us to listen to her interview. Okay, Jade, you know we all have things in our homes that we don't use. Like, good things. We have good things in our homes that we don't use. Like, the boys, a baseball glove that no longer fits, the old phone that got upgraded, or a pair of jeans that we could once fit into that we can't anymore. You know, our closets, drawers, garages are full of these useful but unused things. And Mercari is an app that you can use to sell this stuff. We are like major spring cleaning over here. I have been like tearing our house apart, getting rid of stuff. Mm. And yeah, we have so much good things that could go to good use for other people that we just have no longer a need for. And that's why I love Mercari because it's so easy. You just upload a picture, a description, your price, and then it gets sold and you can just ship it straight to the person. You don't ever have to meet them in person. And all your things that you no longer use are going to somebody who loves them. Yeah, and you feel really good because there's cash in your pocket. So it's a win-win for everyone. Also, the app has over 500,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating. So seriously, you guys, give it a try. You can sell everything from fashion, electronics, toys, sporting goods, all of the things. All of the things. (laughs) So don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it, and get paid with Macari. You can find Macari on the App Store or on Macari.com. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Macari, the selling app. So one thing I love about our cat is I love how much she snuggles with us at night. She'll come over. She'll sleep next to me. She's so sweet. She purrs. She loves us. But you know, one thing I don't love about our cat is the disgusting smell of the litter box. Like you walk by the laundry room and you're instantly like, you know what I'm saying? It's really the absolute grossest. I feel like that's the worst part about owning a cat. Everything else, you know, all their like cute curiosity and even like the naughty things they do and their sweetness are totally worth owning a cat. But you know what? Arm and Hammer Clump and Seal is where it's at. It clumps tight around odor and destroys it for a seven day odor free home guaranteed because an odor free home is a happy home. Arm and Hammer, more power to you. 
Tiffany, this is my favorite show. I talk about this show all the time <laughs> on this podcast. Like Jade knows, like I bring up 90 Day Fiance. I would say like every time I see you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I just got into it. It's a new thing in the past couple months since I was like really pregnant. And then since I had Charlie, I have binged, I think every single day. I watch a couple episodes every day. Once I signed the contract to like be on the show, then I was like, wait a minute, let me see what I'm getting myself into. And then I binge watched like all of like season six. And then like after that, like, I think I binge watched like older seasons and I was like, oh, yeah. this is a great show. It is so good. And when I first saw you on the show and you mm-hmm. were telling your story about how you didn't know you were pregnant, my first thought mm-hmm. was, I have got to get her as a guest on Mommy's Tell All. Like, I have to know more. And then I've obviously, like, loved you throughout the show. So then I even wanted you on more. But I'm so I'm so excited that I'm even talking to you right now. I'm, like, fangirling oh so gosh. hard. Oh, my gosh. Well, it is a crazy, crazy, crazy story. Oh, my gosh. Please. Yes. I, like, have been wait. I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. We talk about this all the time where we're, like, how does this happen to people? But it honestly but it does. Happens to you. It happens to a lot of women. So we are, we would love to see <laughs> Please tell us exactly how all this happens. You have no idea. Like I even watched like the, after like I had Daniel, I've even watched like the I didn't know I was pregnant show. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, you don't understand. Like that's how unreal this is. Like, yeah, I can't, I still can't like even almost 10 years later, I'm like, how? I have no idea. I just like, Jade and I don't get it because we were so sick. Like we were so sick during our pregnancies that it's like, that's how I knew. I was like, I'm feel like I'm going to (laughs) die. And I felt like that with Carly, which I literally spoke to my mom about this yesterday. I was like, okay. Like with Carly, I was so nauseous for the first three months. Oh yeah. I got huge. I completely knew like 100% I felt a little human inside of me. Like, uh, like there's no way I could have not known. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like the like, kicks, the everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. And labor. Oh, labor. Yeah. yeah labor's <laughs> okay. bad. Like, so like how? I have no idea how like that. None of that. Like I have no idea. So with like Daniel, do you want me to tell you now? Oh yes, like, please. <laughs> I can't wait one moment longer. <laughs> okay. So I was 18. And me and Daniel's biological father, um, we were like dating. He was like cousins with like neighbors of mine when I lived in New Jersey. And that's how I met him. But he was living in Myrtle Beach. So I love Myrtle Beach. (laughs) We would see each other like once in a while. And then we're like, okay, we're going to date. But then like a while later, we're like, okay, you know what? I'm trying to focus on school. I had like a full-time job. I was full-time in school. So I was like, I need to just focus on like my things right now. So we kind of like mutually broke it off. And then like, I'm 18 and there's no way I'm pregnant. Literally. Like, I know that doesn't make sense because I was, but I'm telling you in my mind, there's no way I'm pregnant. Because obviously when you're not counting months, I swear to you, it felt like a year went by since I last saw him. And I like had my period every month. That is so weird. Every single month. What? Mm -hmm. And I was... I was much smaller then. When I was 18, um, I'm sure like there's pictures online, but I was much smaller then, like much thinner. So it's like if I even had a tiny little bit of a belly, like you'll be able to notice, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But not at all. Not That's at so all. wild. And like, it's so crazy. Like I was working a lot. I had school. Like I didn't rest at all. 
And I remember like the whole, let me like go all the way to the future. Like when it's like the day of like that, I, that I gave birth, I was at home with my mom and I'm telling her like, I have my period and I'm having really bad cramps. Like a, like so bad that they're making me like lightheaded. Mm. She's just telling me, okay, take some Tylenol. So I took Tylenol and I was like, no, it's still really bad. So I took more Tylenol. Oh my gosh. Like I took a lot of Tylenol. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I guess I was somewhat okay, but not. So I like just laid down for a bit and I put like a warm rag on like my pelvis area. And then I just tried to calm down a bit and I was like, okay, so I'll just relax for a bit and try to see if maybe it goes away. So oh then God. I just, yeah, I just laid down, try to see if it went away. Okay. Like 30 minutes goes by and I tell my mom like, nope, there's no way. She's like, Tiffany, like, this is something that every woman deals with. This, this is not normal. You have to like, just deal with the pain. She's like, you're fine. So she, <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, go take a hot bath. Like just run, go take a hot bath and just relax. So I go and I take a hot bath and I get out of the hot bath and then I turn pale I like I'm the color of paper and I put my towel on and I like literally almost faint and I and she literally she needed to dress me because I couldn't dress myself so at this point she dresses me and I'm like I need to call the ambulance like something's really wrong with me and I start smacking like like out of pain like I'm kind of like smacking my one of like my right side or something like my pelvis yeah. on the right side and I'm like something's really wrong and obviously I don't know what it feels like when you're appendix your appendix is going to rupture. Yeah. So I'm like, something's wrong. And something is like internally wrong with me. Like my appendix is rupturing or I don't know. That like, totally makes worst. sense. You think the worst. Yeah. That you would think yeah, you something think the like worst. that. You know? <gasps> so I'm like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Or something is like, I- I'm, I'm going to die. Something is really wrong. And I'm telling my mom, like, I'm really scared and I'm hitting myself. And I'm like, please call nine, like call 911. Something is really wrong. And I'm, I'm not crying, but I'm in a lot of pain to the point where I'm not screaming, but I'm like moaning and smacking my side and I'm like grabbing my hair, not pulling it, but I'm grabbing my hair almost to like redirect the pain. Oh somewhere yeah, I else. totally get that. And she's like, okay. And she's kind of getting a little nervous because she's like, what if something is wrong? Um, and she like lifts my shirt and she just puts warm rags on my like pelvis area. And then the ambulance comes and this is like kind of funny. <laughs> I remember this, this, I remember this clearly the paramedics get inside of my house to like take my like blood pressure and whatever they do, yeah. they come inside and I look, and this is like messed up. I look like I'm on drugs or something <laughs> because I, they don't even, because you they were don't in labor. <laughs> yeah. I stood up. I stood, they didn't come, they didn't, I didn't let them come close to me. I just stood up, didn't say not one word to them. I walked straight out of the door <laughs> into the back of the ambulance. I laid myself on the bed and I, I just laid there until they followed me and they were like, um, Okay. Oh my <laughs> and then, gosh. And then we just left. And then I, I get to the hospital and my mom's in the back and she's like, she just tells them, she, she's like, I don't know. She has really bad cramps. And they're just looking at her like, like, why did you call the ambulance for cramps? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and then we, I remember we're in like the waiting room or we're like in some room where there's other people waiting and we're at, she's at the desk and I'm like laying over two of the seats. Uh, um, in a lot of pain and she's kind of like at the desk for me Oh my God. telling them what's going on so they want me to go sit in the room so I can like get checked in or whatever like where they, where you have to like get blood tests or I don't know what oh like the triage mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just laying there but they just take me immediately to one of the open beds because clearly I'm in a lot of distress <laughs> they lay me in the bed oh my God and 
the lady's like, so from one to 10, how much is your pain? And I'm, I like, I can't even speak. I'm just like, <laughs> and she's like, um, I'm going to need you to tell me. And I like, in this moment, I just hate her because I'm like, stop talking to me. Just fix me. Yeah. Fix me, please. Give me painkillers. Fix me. Just do something. Don't talk to me. Oh. And, and she's just talking to me like calmly. And I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> so then she just, my mom's in the room with me and she's just checking me. And she, she looks at me and she's like, well, you're 18. So your mom has to get out of the room because we're going to do like a vaginal exam. Because I'm bleeding and it's oh, period pain and whatever. I was wondering so, why they decided to go to your vagina. I was like, yeah. if she's sick, why wouldn't they just be like, let me take blood? Why would they like, let me look down there? Cramp, I get it. Cramping yes. and the cramping bleeding. and the bleeding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they check. And my mom at this point, my mom is really pissed off. because She's like, no, this is my daughter. I can be in the room. Right. I can be. Yeah. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am, you're going to have to walk out. She's over 18. You're gonna need to. You're gonna need to leave, and she's pissed. Wow, so what a weird. She's thing, she's she's Cuban. She's pissed. She's like <laughs> she at this. She's like I own her. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like I don't even care. I'm just like just do something, somebody. So she gets out of the room, which is literally it's not like a door. It's just a curtain. <laughs> so she's outside of the curtain. So the lady's checking me, and she's all of a sudden I just see she's just got blood on her gloves, and oh. she looks at the other nurse, and I don't know how to show this to you, to you like just verbally but she does that thing where you like I don't know like it just basically like you do that like thing where it looks like you're gonna die they do that thing on their throat that's like uh-uh. so oh she yeah does yeah that yeah to the she does that like hand gesture to the other nurse and like nods her head oh my gosh and the other the other nurse just looks at her and comes in and then the nurse that checked me comes to me and she goes sweetie we don't have a lot of time and I just want to let you know everything is going to be okay. <gasps> you need to calm down. There's a lot worse things that could be happening right now. Um, there's a lot of people who are very sick. You're not sick. You're going to be okay. And she's kind of like what? smirking when she says this. She's smirking when she says it. She's like, you're going to be fine. Everything's fine. Take a deep breath because I'm like, something's wrong. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And she's like, you're going to be fine. You're not going to die. And then she goes, Okay, so I'm going to call your mom in, but you're going to need to tell her. You're 10 centimeters dilated, and you're going to have this baby now. In my head, when she said this, first of all, I'm in pain. So I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> Second of all, I'm like, oh you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I was like, I haven't had sex in like over a year, lady. Because <gasps> obviously I'm not counting. You know right. what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's been forever. So... This whole time, I'm just like, this idiot nurse, what a moron. Oh my Can God. somebody who knows what they're doing come check me, please? Oh, my God. So my mom comes in and my, mom, my mom's like, okay, so what's going on? And I'm like, she says I'm, I'm going to have a baby. And she's like, <laughs> what? What? And I, was like, and I was like, I don't know. And she looks at the nurse and she was like, what do you mean? And she goes, yeah, she's 10 centimeters dilated. We need to go. This is an emergency. We're going to rush her to an emergency delivery. And, da, da, da. and my mom looks at her. And all I remember was my mom goes, alive? And the lady goes, we sure hope so. And then like <gasps> she's, she's pushing that bed through the hallways. And my mom is dragging her feet. Her head is like hanging. And she's looking at the ceiling going like, ah, ah. Oh. and she's like crying, walking behind me. And I'm like dying. And I'm like, mom, don't eat me. Don't eat me. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I 
I'm so confused. I wasn't pregnant 20 minutes ago. And now right. I'm yeah. having a baby. <gasps> and this makes no sense because I'm not pregnant. Like visually, I'm looking at myself. I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Oh my I have no God. idea what the hell is happening. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. yeah. literally, if you look at me, I'm not pregnant. So I don't understand how this is happening. Um, and this is just a side note, like two days before this, I had a party in my backyard where we were drinking and partying, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm just a, like, a, I'm a teenager, you know, that's what we do. And like, how does my life go from that to this so suddenly? So I'm being pushed through the halls to get to this delivery room. And I cannot accept that this is happening right now. They undress me. I don't even remember them undressing me. I just remember being in this robe thing. And I'm so uncomfortable because I'm like naked in front of all these people. And then this lady just pulls my legs, puts them on the metal things and like just pulls my, I'm just so uncomfortable. And this lady, this lady who's going to deliver my baby, I assume looks like she just woke up from a nap. She's got a Scottish accent and she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why is everyone talking to me like this? Everything's not fine. Why is everyone talking like everything's fine? And then like, I'm in so much pain. And she's like, this obviously is a few moments after they prepare me. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath in and push. And like, <gasps> it's not like everyone else who has like so much time to prepare for this. Right. This is like, they rolled me. They just told me I'm pregnant. They rolled me into the room. They put me on the bed. They pushed my legs up and they said, okay, push. And what does that even mean? Now. Like, you know? know. And then she, she literally said, okay, I need you to take a deep breath in and push. And I remember I looked at her and I just not, I didn't say no. I didn't verbally say no. I just nodded my head. No, because I knew like if I pushed and something actually came out, then this is for real. Then this is not a joke. Oh my God. Right. So I couldn't believe this was happening. This, it was like, I was like trapped in this dream and I was like, no way. Like, no way this is happening. This is not real life. This doesn't oh happen to people. Oh my God. So she's like, take a deep breath, hold it in and push. And I was like, no. And she's like, do you want the pain to go away? And I was like, yes. And then she's like, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath and push and hold it and push. So then like the second time she said it, I really was in so much pain. So I just did it. I did it. And she's like, okay, one more. And the <gasps> second time he was born. No. Wow. And when he was born, and this is the, this is like a sucky thing, but I'm going to be completely like transparent, open with you guys. He was born and they put him on my chest. And when they put him on my chest, I like, I like didn't move. I didn't move. And I just looked at him. I was like, get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. And my mom was like crying. And she's like, that's your son, Tiffany. That's your son. And when she said the word son, like referring to me being his mother, I was like, no, like that doesn't make sense. I'm not a mother. You can't say the word son to me. Like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. No way this is, this can't be. Yeah. That's such a perfectly normal response. Reaction though, because like you said, 20 minutes ago, you were just a teenager. You weren't pregnant. You were having fun with exactly. your friends. It was, it was crazy. Like there is no words that could make anyone understand what I was feeling in that moment. It was insanity. And then like they put him, he wasn't even crying. He was just laying there and he was warm. Just loving you. And I just said, yeah. And then I, I, I always will regret that. But I also know that it wasn't my fault. You know, right. I didn't yeah. know better. I said, get it, get it off, get it off, get it off. And they took him off me and they started cleaning him. And then obviously in a few moments later, he started crying. And then I looked over to the side. I looked at my mom and my mom just kept like crying and nodding her head because she was also in shock. And she's like, Tiffany, that's your son. And then I looked over to him and then I was like, like kind of like nervous to say it. But I said, like, can I just see him? And then they put him on me like five minutes later. 
And then I held him for the first time, like actually holding him. Right. And then I looked at his little face and mm. he was all clean. And then it was game over for me. Then like that <laughs> moment, like I like wow. fell in love and I was so confused because I was never in a million years. Oh my goodness. I told my whole family always, I was never the kind of person who ever wanted kids. And I told them I was, I'm not, I'm not a person who like wants to have children. I'm just not. And then the moment I saw this little boy, like, and I held him, I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I love you so much. And it was, oh, it was amazing. And then I took him home and I had no idea what I was doing. And you had but nothing. I was so lucky. You nothing. didn't, but, that's so crazy. You, you know, know and the moms have like the swaddles <laughs> and the outfits and the crib. Oh, yeah. and the all you really need though is something All you need really need though is a boob. <laughs> Be able to feed them was, <laughs> however way you, you know, feed them. And then diapers. I had no breast milk. My body, I was so anemic. Because wow. I was a vegetarian for six years. Oh, um, wow. I was so anemic when I gave birth. I was very unhealthy. Your body just didn't produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't produce. I tried and it just didn't work. And also I was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But also I know I probably didn't try enough because I was so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I'm not a breastfeeding fan. I only <laughs> did it for a week. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I tried with Carly, but... Mine only lasted two months. And then after that, it was formula. But with Daniel, I tried. It didn't work. Went straight to formula. But I was really, 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 truly blessed. Can you believe the where I was working full time when I was pregnant and didn't know it? I was working at the children's place. Stop it. So all my coworkers. Um, so the day I gave the day after I gave birth and I was in the hospital, um, my boss called me and they were like, Tiffany, where are you? And I was like, oh, wait, I have a job. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, You're late. And I was like, I can't come to work. And she's like, why? And I almost felt like ashamed because I was like, mm. I can't even believe this. How is anyone else going to believe me? Like, oh, I feel like yeah. almost like this wasn't my life. This wasn't like my life that I was living. This wasn't real. So I, I almost felt like scared to say. And I was like, I just had a baby. You know, I, I literally, my instinct was to give my mom the phone and have my mom tell her. Oh, but I yeah. just said, like, I was like, I just had a baby. And they're like, Tiffany, that's not funny. Like, you need to come. And I was like, no, I really just had a baby. And they're like, Tiffany, I saw you the other day. And we we were at your house the other day. And I was like, oh my no, God. seriously. And then I sent her a picture of his bracelet that said, like, he didn't even have, I didn't even pick a name because I didn't expect it, you know? Right. His yeah. bracelet, it said, obviously, it says baby boy Franco. Mm-hmm. But, like, last minute, like, I came up with a name. Daniel, it just came to me. And then I was like, that's going to be his name. Oh, wow. And his middle name is Adrian because my aunt was like my second mom and her name's Adriana. Oh, <clears> that's, that's, that's so really nice. Sweet. Yeah. So like once they realized this was real, like all like five of the people that I worked with, he had like this humongous box full of clothing from like birth till he was a year old. He like never oh, needed wow. anything. My uncle and aunt, well, granduncle and aunt were the godmother and godfather. They brought him, they bought him diaper, so many diapers. They bought him like a little um, swing. They bought his crib and dresser. Like we had everything, everything. He, he needed nothing. He got home two days after being born and he did not need one thing. Wow. That's so, that's so amazing. Like what a blessing that everybody <laughs> really? just, they just rallied around you too. Yeah. How was, old is Daniel now? He's nine. He'll be He's 10 nine. in May. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I th- feel like on the show, he went, how long ago was the show? I'm I've been watching too many of these shows right now. How old was he on the show then? Eight? Seven? Uh, eight, eight, yeah. We, eight. we okay. filmed it a year ago. 
Okay. Does he know how he was born? Yeah, he does. I, yeah. I've explained it to him in like a, a like a easier to understand way. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he knows he was just a big surprise. <laughs> Jade, so I told you I was traveling a lot this past week. We went to Florida. We were on a plane. And you know what I played the entire time I was on the plane? Even though Bella kept touching my phone, I was playing Best Fiends, our favorite oh, game. Oh, yes. The, our new favorite game. I yes. am I am obsessed. It is so fun. I've, I've even gotten Tanner into it, which he normally says he does not like these type of games. And I've seen him on his phone playing this game. It's so fun. <laughs> and it, you don't have to be connected to Wi-Fi. So you can play it, like I said, on the plane. You can play it anywhere. And it's so fun. You're these bugs against these slugs. And you can soup up your, I call it souping up. You can soup up your bugs. You crush these slugs, man. It's so fun. We should play against each other because you can <gasps> compete with your friends and family. It would be fun. Oh my gosh. I'm scared. I'm so scared of competition games. I, I'm scared of losing. And I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty good at this game. <laughs> I, it's so much fun. It's And it like m- makes you smarter because it's like a brain mind puzzle game. So you're not just playing something really stupid. You're actually making your brain think while doing it. Boom. Genius. And you know what? Everyone's going to love this game because it has a hundred million downloads and it's five-star rated. You guys can download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, I know I don't get a lot of sleep at night, like I've previously said, but the one thing that totally helps me out every single night is the Halo Bassinet. It's safe sleep for baby. And it's honestly the best bassinet because you put it next to your bed and it swivels. It has a mesh all around the sides, So your baby can have nice breathable air. Some of them even have like a vibrator on there. They have music on there. It goes up, it goes down. It is honestly, I couldn't live without it. That's one of my newborn essentials, I would say. I, what I like about it too is um, because the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends babies babies sleep in your room for the first six months. Mm-hmm. It's like as a as a new mom, you're constantly worried: is my baby breathing? Is my baby right. um, sleeping on their back? And so it's just nice that knowing that this is a place for safe sleep for your baby. That when you actually get sleep, you're getting restful sleep because you don't have to worry about those things. Right, you know your baby is safe. Yeah. And I, I also love that one of the features is it's ideal for moms recovering from C-sections because you can lower it to your bedside. So you can just peek over and look and grab your baby from like that level than having to like get up, get down, get up, get like sit down. So I think it's like so thoughtful that they actually thought of something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's available in four different models, each with their own beautiful fabric and unique features. They're sold at Bye Bye Baby, Target, Amazon, and halosleep.com. And for our mommy tell-all listeners, we have a special offer. You can visit halosleep.com and use offer code MOMMIES10 to save 10% on any purchase of $200 or greater. What is he like Mm. as an older brother? Because I imagine he's just the sweetest little soul. I imagine he's just the best. Okay, so he actually, like, for some reason, like, I don't know why he, like, thought or, like, maybe he had an idea that I maybe wanted to have a baby. But he was dropping hints always before we even thought about having a baby. 
he always dropped hints that he didn't want a sibling. Mm. He was fine being an only child. <laughs> he would always say like, oh, yeah, babies are annoying. All they just cry. And I don't know if he was just saying that. He's like, babies always cry and this and that. And he was just saying. So like I was actually really scared like that he would maybe not, I don't know, not accept his mm-hmm. little sister or something. But like he is a dream with his little sister. He, oh my goodness, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better big brother. Seriously. He hears her go like, eh, and he runs to her crib and he's like, oh, hi that's... mommies, hi mommies. And then he like jokes around with her and he makes little songs with her to make her laugh. And then like, he like begs me if he like, he's like, mom, can I please hold her? I'm responsible. Please. Can I just hold her? I won't drop her. And I'm like, no, Dean, not yet. And then he's like, can she at least lay with me in my bed, in my arm, so I can play on my iPad and she can play, lay with me? And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cute together. And she's like obsessed with him. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> how did you, I mean, it's obviously my name, but how did you come up with the name Carly? Because it's a good one. <laughs> so it was actually like last minute name, like, I think like two months after we found out, like I was pregnant, we were like, okay, we should come up with names. Like, let's make a boy list and a girl list of names it's that so we hard. both agree on. It is so hard because it's, it's like it something really that you pick, you pick, and that's like for life. Right. <laughs> so you have to like like it and you have to make sure that it's something they like and like you, you have to make like the right choice. So we came up with like a list and we couldn't agree on one and we couldn't find something that sounded right. And her, her name was o- almost Camila. Mm, pretty (laughs) which like it sounded pretty and we wanted to make sure it sounded good with her last name but then like we last minute we're like no not Camila and then we just kept going he kept sending me names and I was like oh I hate it and and I don't know I just I wasn't happy with any name when we found out she was a girl and we kept trying and then I was literally sitting on the couch one day and I would google names and Carly was not one of the names I googled I was just sitting on the couch one day and I was just like thinking and then out of nowhere, the name Carly popped up and I like just picked up my phone, called Ronald and I was like, I want her name to be Carly. Can you please say you love it? And he was like, Carly. And he said it like three times. He's like, Carly, Carly, Carly Smith. And he was like, I like it. And I was like, I love it. I really want that her to be, to be her name. And he's like, That's I so love sweet. it. And then I was like, oh my God, yes, this is her name. And then <laughs> oh I was my like, gosh. Yes. And we like agreed on it and we loved it. And then like her middle name is Rose because it sounds all really pretty together. Oh, it's Carly so pretty. That's so pretty. <laughs> that is so pretty. I want my middle name to be Rose now. <laughs> Carly Rose. That's so pretty. <laughs> Thank um, you. What is Ronald like as, as a dad of a little girl as opposed to like I mean a dad of Dano you know they can rough house and stuff but sometimes when you see like with Evan being a girl dad he just melted <laughs> yeah so like with Ronald I always knew like before I even introduced him to Daniel the one thing I knew about him is like he has so much love to offer and he's like mm-hmm. he's like a tender like a tender person he's the he's got like this way of loving that like I just knew he was going to be the right fit and I'm always scared to I was always scared to introduce Daniel to anyone oh and yeah like I felt comfortable with Ronald so when I did I knew it was it was going to work and I'm really happy with their bond and like you said they rough house and they have their little special bond mm-hmm. but then when Carly was born and Ronald met Carly that was like a completely different thing. I see this other side of Ronald and it's like, I've never seen this like, 
<laughs> I could see him doing that. I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness. This is like this tough guy, rough outer shell. And he's always like this deep voice and he's tough and he's a biker. And and then you see him holding this little girl and he's like, he's got these like Afrikaans like names for her. And he just, oh. he's got this squeaky little voice and he baby talks with her. And it's like really sweet. And I'm just like, I just stare at him and I'm like, I cannot believe this man. What have you become? But I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but it's really, he's really hands on with her and like all the things that I was like worried about. Cause I'm like, is he going to be like, is he going to like do all the things that like, is he going to be like the diaper change feeding me? Like, is he going to uh-huh. do all these things? But he totally is. He's like, give me, I want to feed her. I want to put her to sleep. I want to change her diaper. I want to, oh, he dresses her up and he dream. tries to dress her nice. He tries to do her hair. Oh, he tries. He tries. <laughs> really tries <laughs> oh that's so sweet that's the cutest though I can just is, I'm just like imagining is. in my head like him trying to do her hair and then like him coming out and showing you and you're like uh <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh so <laughs> I have like a million pictures in my phone of them just they are just knocked out on the bed together and the best thing is they just fall asleep in the same position always Oh my gosh. So sweet. That's so sweet. Do you guys want to have yeah. more children in the future or do you think your family's complete? That's really a tough question because I think before having Carly, we were both like, okay, we want to probably have another one. But then after Carly, I think for, I think he does still want to try for more. But for me personally, it was so hard for me. I think I, I don't want to say traumatized, but I think I got so scared because we planned having, we planned to have Carly. Right. But because of the way I had Daniel, I had no idea. And this might sound dumb, but I had no idea how hard it would be to do the whole nine months without him there. Mm-hmm. So like my whole pregnancy, while it was really beautiful and it was a special bonding time with me and Carly, I I had this like little bit of like emptiness and it was a little bit mm-hmm. sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was, it was hard for me a lot of the times. So I'm like, you know what? I want to give myself a lot of time to really think about it and make that decision. So like I've put myself on hold for a little while and I'm like, I'm really going to think about whether I want to have more for now. But it's still on the table. (laughs) What is the living situation like? Did he get his visa to come to the United States? We're still working on it. Okay. Yeah. It's actually something that you guys might hear a little bit about. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. I I can't wait for this update. I'm very excited about this update. My favorite show. This is my favorite show. I talk about all the time. Oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, like. My brother and I, I mean, we've always been close, but this is like our bonding thing. Like I text him and his fiance, like, I mean, multiple times a week about 90 day fiance. It's our oh thing. God, it's it's just, so it funny. It just like sucks you in. It's so It really it does. It <laughs> does. It really does. Oh, yes. It's the best show on TV. I'm telling you. I totally agree. I should say it's The Bachelor, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to know, what is your favorite part about being a mom? Okay, I thought about this so many times, like throughout being like a mom in general. This is such a hard question to answer. Like the whole thing has to be like my favorite, the hard times, the easy times, all of it. But I think what has to be my favorite is the fact that you give birth to these little humans that like love you no matter what. You could Mm -hmm. have the hardest day where you're so hard on yourself and you're like, you know what? Like today I really feel like a piece of crap. And like, that's just a reality. Like, I don't know if it might just be me or there's other people that feel no, the same way. It's 
Oh, it no, is every it's everyone. single one of us. Yeah. Like today, I just feel like crap. I feel like a failure today. But your kid looks at you and they're like, you are the best person in the world. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. it's vice versa. Like, you know, your kid has hard days. And like, no matter what, your kids are always going to be the best people in the world to you. So it's like, it's like this That's unconditional so love. True. Yeah, it's an unconditional love that it's just mutual. And we want what's best for them. And it's such an amazing bond that we share. And obviously, we want what's best for them. And we spend so much time teaching them and like, helping them grow. And it's, I don't know, it's just like, I don't know, it's probably the best thing in the world. It sounds so cliche, but it really is the best thing in the world. You're not cliche to us over here. No. Like we totally We're like melting right now <laughs> yeah. thinking about how much we love our children. <laughs> we have like a few questions that we ask our moms. What is something that makes you light up besides being a mom? Okay. So one of my biggest passions other than being a mom is like, obviously... I'm a makeup artist and that's one of my biggest passions because yeah. I've... Your makeup is I've, incredible. <laughs> you look flawless. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But I think like what makes me the happiest is like I've had such a range of people I've done makeup for that I think what makes me the most happy is when I get someone that comes to me and they're like really down and they're like, I don't feel good. I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel... And they have, they're so hard on themselves. And I just sit them down in front of me and I look at them and I just... I don't like cake anything on. Mm-hmm. I just show them what's already there and I work with what they've got. And I, and I just make them look at themselves with what they already... Like work with what they've got and just make them look at themselves differently. And I'm like, look, you are beautiful. And this is a, just a little... Like an enhancement of what enhancement it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Here and there so that you can... Like, it's like self-care, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, something yeah. that you can do for yourself that's going to make you feel good. And I love the feeling of that person just like leaving there, feeling lifted, feeling better, feeling beautiful. And it's like, it's a different kind of thankful that they feel. It's not thankful like, oh my gosh, you made me glamorous. It's more of like they leave there feeling better and they leave there with something that they're going to feel better about for a long time. I love God, that. I love your, your answers are so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's just such a nice, you're just a good person. Like you, you feel good about making people feel good. Like, wow, that's really great. Like, thank you. Wow. (laughs) And then our last question as we wrap up here is what is your best mom advice? No one's a professional. Like you're never going to have it all figured out. And there's going to be a million critics out there who think they have it all figured out and they're going to tell you what to do but no one has it all figured out. So don't ever be too hard on yourself. Everyone is figuring it out. So whatever you're doing is perfectly fine. If you're bottle feeding, if you're breastfeeding, if you're pumping, if you're using formula, everything you're doing is perfectly fine. And your kids are going to love you regardless of whatever you do. And as mothers, we need to learn to stop being so hard on ourselves. And we got to work with what we've got. And, and love ourselves a little more because our kids love us like we're freaking superheroes. So we got to look at ourselves sometimes through their eyes. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Tiffany, thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast. It was my pleasure. I I like, I'm not going to stop smiling for a really long time. We like thoroughly enjoyed this episode. (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Tiffany, Where can our listeners find you if they want to follow? It sounds like there's some big events coming up in your life that's going to be airing. So where can everyone follow you so they can watch your journey? Okay, so I've got a lot of stuff. I I put out little 
bits and pieces so you guys can kind of see what's going on in my life. A lot of it on Instagram. If you follow me at Tiffany Franco Smith, that's my handle on Instagram. That's mainly where I post everything. And then other than that, the TLC Go app, obviously, you can follow what's coming up and on TLC. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. I can't wait to watch and catch up on all of the things. <laughs> Good luck to you, Tiffany. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I will be talking about it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Jade, I'm going to be honest. That was one of my favorite interviews ever. I could tell how like... I'm so happy. You were so entranced with everything she was saying. It's, I love I love her. I love the show. I love her story. I love that they're still together. And I mean, even when she talks about him like with Carly and how he is, like you can still tell how in awe and in love she is. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just, I love love. And I love the show. I thought she was, I mean, for her to share that story is amazing. And she's come so far. Like, she should be so proud of herself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, seriously, she went into a hospital and she was at 10 centimeters. You know, what's so funny is I know I was like nodding at you during when she was telling that because I remember you said you got out of the bath Mm -hmm. and you turned white. I looked at myself in the mirror and, and I you was, couldn't get dressed. And that's yeah. exactly what she said. And I was like, oh my God, it's the same story. I wanted to tell her, which I didn't have a chance, but I mean, our experiences in that moment were very similar. Oh yeah. And I do feel like she was in transition because in that moment I knew like, this is not just pre-labor. This is active labor. I'm going to have this baby now. Gosh. And I feel like she was in the exact moment. And oh, it's yeah. so weird how... I was Can like, you imagine Are you though, telling my story in this moment? I, that's what I felt like too. I mean, obviously there's big differences, but I went through that same experience. Like think about Jade, like getting out of the bathtub, going through the exact same experience that you yourself went through, but then not knowing that it was a baby, that I'm, you just thought you were so in pain. The pain that I felt because it was transition it did it felt like my body was breaking and oh that it I could see how she thought she was gonna die how there was something that serious yeah it felt like my body was gonna be like like my hips were gonna break oh my gosh I just so, kept saying oh my god oh my god oh my god not that not that I don't want to scare anybody because if I have another child I will still do a natural birth like that's how like it's the most like I'm not trying to like f- make people afraid no, hey, of birth yeah. but the pain it, Obviously, we all know that there's pain involved in childbirth, but I mean, when it's it's that kind of precipitous labor, it's your adrenaline and everything is so much like it's enhanced, I feel. Gosh, I just thought it was so crazy. There were so many similarities. I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard this story before. But I just, I don't know. I loved her. I loved that interview. I love just hearing different birth stories. I'm so excited now to actually tune in and see their story. I actually really want to, this is, you um, have to, I want to watch 90 day fiance now. You have to. It's so good. Start with 90 day the other way and watch Tiffany okay. and Ronald. It's okay. so good. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. And all of you should watch it too. Cause it's, I mean, it just hooks you. It did like yeah. from the first 30 minutes of the show, you're just like, you're in it. And then you can't, it's one of those that you can't stop. You're like, I have to know what happens with this person. It's not like, Oh, I could wait till, you know, next week. I'm like, Oh my God, what is going to happen? <laughs> Anyway, this is really fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as well. You're so funny right now. I can I just know, tell like you're, really you're on it. a high. Like, I've never seen you fangirl over anybody this hard. I love the show. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm fangirling. Really, I'm a nerd right now. All right, well... 
That's all we have for you guys this week. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed to our our podcast yet. Please rate us if you love us and let us know if there's anything you want to hear from us next and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye guys.